Good morning, Jamie. It's actually in the morning this time. Oh, Keith. What's going on, beautiful person? Oh, not much. Just, you know, got back from vacation on Saturday and sort of getting back into the thick of things here. And yeah. yeah it's been a- you went to Flowrida? Yep. Yep. Flowrida, for sure. It was, it was good. Naples was great. Uh, the kids had a good time. Much better traveling with older children, right? Like one year makes a world of difference. Also yeah. running uh, car seats was mostly good. Oh, uh, what happened? The car seats sucked in comparison uh, to the car seats that were used to. Of course. I should have told uh, you that. Yeah. Nobody informed me that they're going to be jank. Like yeah, I was going to pay $60 yeah. to rent a $30 car seat. Um, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, they're not going to, you know, have hundreds of thousands of people rent, you know, the Cadillac of car seats. Yeah. Well, going back to my really complex plan of uh, purchasing a car seat and then Task Rabbit donating said car seat. Yeah. To- <laughs> it was <laughs> worth time. not doing Next that. Next time. There you go. Oh, you're going to do that? Oh, yeah, dude. I felt like, man, if we get in an accident, my kids are dead. That's how I felt. I was like, this is terrible. So, (laughs) Uh, Uh, You don't really need to worry about their safety. Got upgraded to a Suburban. So I was driving a bus around for the first time ever. Dude, I just watched. So actually, I just rented a car and I always rent fuck uh, pickups. I don't know why I had to cuss there, but I hate pickup trucks. You know, just because I watched this video on why pickup trucks in America are just ginormous monster machines. Same with SUVs, like suburbans. Mm -hmm. Those things are just buses, dude. But I watched this whole video about why they're like that. And uh, link link will be below. But it was really like eye opening. Um, What's the TLDR? Um, Ronald Reagan. Um, what? There was I'm gonna have to watch a, this video. I need these show notes. Regu- <laughs> there is a regulation that was uh, the way that light trucks are classified. They don't, they skirt a lot of these regulations. So like on regular cars, your, your height from the ground has to be a certain distance. Well, light trucks, they don't have that. So that's why they're the front of them are monstrosities and they kill, I don't know how many children a year, which are usually their own children because they can't see over the goddamn hood. Um, so like those types of things are the reasons why these things and then, and marketing. So marketing and regulation are the reason why we have these monstrosities. Yeah. I, I can confirm the suburban does not fit in a parking space. It doesn't. It does not actually fit in a parking no. which is really intimidating when you're parking next to a Rolls Royce Phantom in Florida. Right. Mm. So like, I'm like, good God, I better not touch this car. It literally costs more than my house. Why? So. Okay. <laughs> I have so many questions. Where are you at that you're Dude, parking next to a Rolls Royce Phantom? Are you like in the rental car place? No, what, literally I was in a strip mall to go get ice cream, which speaking of which this ice cream was dope. It Wait, was you were in a strip mall in Florida. Get out. Just yeah. Go ahead. Um, but uh, it's, that's all Florida is, is strip malls. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. So anywho, ice cream though there, I can see why they went to this place because it was the only place uh, you can get like vegan ice cream made on the spot. So have you ever gone um, to a nitro ice cream place? Yep. 
Yep. Yeah. I was like, this is amazing. Like my family's dairy free. So like we never get ice cream anymore, but they had coconut milk based stuff there. So like I could have them make me sweet ice cream right there in front of me. And it was amazing. Did you know that going in or you just were like going to get ice cream for the kids and you're like, oh, look at this. No, uh, we looked it up and I was like, oh, oh okay. like actually I think Kendra called them because Kendra also can't have soy based stuff. So we Dang. need to make sure that like base was the right thing. And they're like, yeah, we have coconut milk. I'm like, sweet. We can, we can do that. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, dude, the nitro ice cream brings all the rich folk to the yard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we have a nice, <laughs> well, we have the Toledo <laughs> version of that. So you may get like a, um, maybe a nice, uh, charger. There you go. You know what I mean? Not a Rolls Royce. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Rolls Royce. So there's five minutes of Keith was on vacation. Expensive cars exist in Florida all over the place. Like, it's so <laughs> funny. You're just driving down the road and you're like, oh, look at that sedan over there. And you're like, oh, right. That's a Bentley. It's sort of 250K. That's normal. I, I've never That's been whatever. to Naples. So it seems like uh, those people retired down there with some bank. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's cool. That's cool. We're going to Florida next week. Nice. Where are you going? It's the only warm place in the States this time of year. So Uh it was like 85 while we were down there. It was great. Why does, why does the only tropical place in the States have to be Florida? Anyway. Well, okay. So, I mean, to be fair, if it was something else, that other place would then turn into effectively what Florida is. You would have, (laughs) well, I don't know. Louisiana man, if it had better (laughs) weather, you know what I mean? Like, well, that's true. (laughs) Louisiana man. (laughs) title um yes but that would be distributed you know like Mm -hmm. yeah you just want all of the united states to be like 10 degrees latitude lower yeah you're just like we just need to take over the top of mexico a smidge and Mm. then uh, (laughs) i mean we don't really need to take over anything no no, i mean it needs to be texas needs to be bigger that's what all the texans think too so yes that's it just yeah, actually, if you you could campaign on that, like Texas needs to be bigger, and literally everybody in Texas would try to make Texas bigger uh-huh. because they would, yeah, they would all get behind that idea. We'll just build the wall a little farther south. That's how we do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh boy, this went downhill. This um, is <laughs> this is what anyway. our podcast always turns into. <laughs> yeah, uh. yeah. Well, that's cool. So that's all you did was vacation. You just, you're just over there with your Shopify money, just on vacation all the time. That's cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was, that was pretty much it. Um, because of the redacted situation that happened to the, in last episode, uh, I did eventually get paid, so it was fine. That's um, good. Yeah, that was nice. And let's that's, see that's always, uh, you know, reassuring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what else happened? That was, yeah, nothing. I mean, while I was down there, I always on vacation, it doesn't take me too incredibly long before I eventually get the thing where I'm like, I'm vacationed out after three days and I'm like, I just want to go solve problems. So I was trying, thinking a little further forward into, uh, kind of the big problem I'm going to be solving over the next like three months ish, um, which is mostly like how to facilitate a boatload of purchasing, right? Like building an API that can handle like a ton of things being bought. And don't you guys already have that? Well, ish, right? Right now, everything is bought in like small quantity, but like there could be a lot of requests to do it versus, I mean, okay. So 
core, yes. My system that I work in around shipping labels, no. Um, Mm. Right? Like, there's a lot more things that are purchased than there are labels that are purchased through us because people buy labels through their own stuff, whatever, ShipStation, blah, blah, blah. Like, other apps do these kind of things. So, as I'm building the API for this, like we're like, we are targeting a demographic that is historically like left where we're at, right? So they're too big. They, they're much larger. Right. So they're like, I need to buy 500 labels. And I'm like, okay, so how do I let you buy 500 labels while not starving the dude who's making six API requests to buy a single label at a time? No. Yeah. And so it's but just sold a sweatshirt, his first sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. So it turns into like a big resource like background job scheduling, pausing, uh, how do I define my SLOs for like how long it will take if you do submit a batch of 500 for me? Like what's my, uh, I don't even know what they mean. If I'm being honest with you, it's metrics for like, this is our benchmark for this is the percent, Mm -hmm. like the time frame delay that it's supposed to take for each thing. Like, um, so like, how do I define what my SLO is for somebody who's like, I'm going to buy 500 labels and me go, okay, cool. I will get back to you in at max 10 minutes or something like that. Right. Like all of them will be bought in the next 10 minutes or something like that, because mm-hmm. I have rate limiting on the, mm-hmm. the carrier side, right? Like, or I have API requests that I can't exceed on that side. So it's like, it's trying to figure out like, Oh, okay. Do I round Robin through different accounts because they each have separate rate limits? How do I, like there's a it's a big problem to solve so like that was a big thing that i started kind of looking into and i'm like thankfully just like everything in software it's probably been done before mm-hmm. and i just need to go figure out the ways it's been done and try to figure out which one works best for us and so that's yeah fun. it's um so have you listened to the new um i mean it just came out but the new podcast by Ben Ornstein and Adam Wadham. No, I have not so, listened to any, like you're talking about a product. Yeah, but they have a new one. It's called Hackers Unlimited or Incorporated oh, no. or something. I didn't even. Yeah, it's more about like, um, you know, being like, you know, not not starting a, a company, but like running, you know, a company with 10 people in it, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, where was I going with that? Um, oh, they were talking about research projects versus proof of concepts and like scheduling those things mm-hmm. and like the research, like just saying, like, go research something kind of like what you were doing. It seems like is like a very hard thing to define and a very, um, hard thing to like, after you're done, you don't really have anything to show for it. Like. You don't, you never really know if you're done because you don't really know if the research you're doing is actionable or, you know, pertinent to your situation or anything like that. Right. Mm. So they do more of like proof of concepts. And what that does is they have no idea how it's going to get done, but they know the, the general outcome. So like to me, your problem, if I was working on your problem, this is how I'm approaching it. I would have to like come up with some way of expressing what those different variables are and like changing those different variables and seeing what the outcome is. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. I didn't have a computer with me. No, so no, like- I'm, I'm just, no, no. I, I know you're just thinking about it, but I was just, I don't know. I was yeah. Just now, so the way with- that I'm going about this right now is um, gathering up 
different like architecture patterns and uh stability patterns i would say used in infrastructure to facilitate mm-hmm. large quantities of requests and um handling mostly throttling or rate limiting um mm-hmm. to just investigate like how people have gotten around these things in the past to make systems that are stable and don't have so much jitter when there's a lot of strain on them by large batches uh so it's it's kind of looking into those things right now and just kind of documenting things this is yeah. where it comes into like lots of google docs happen right like this the research eventually turns into a pros and cons like uh options document where i talk about like okay here are here's our general goal that we're going for um here are some things like uh approaches that i found that could be applicable in this situation pros and cons of each and then we'll take that Mm -hmm. and roll into like proof of concept for like honestly probably each one like we'll probably just take them and go and like spin off a different variation of what this would look mm-hmm. like um, with like a dummy project or or mm-hmm. something like that. And that's actually like I have a burst coming up specifically for this problem. Like there will be like seven of us and for a few days in an office in Canada um, spiking out this problem and figuring you have out to you have do. to generate the you have to develop a solution in canada right that's it's, part of it's your, canadian made so yeah yeah gonna, it's got to be made canadian from heart made. With, made from heart with canada so yeah, exactly canada. with heart emoji mm-hmm. uh, canada but yeah so that's that's where i'm at which it's it's exciting it's probably the biggest like largest uh complexity problem maybe i've ever done like i've yeah, obviously cool. built systems that deal with more things this is one thing doing it very well on a very large scale that i have not really uh done from the ground up before mm-hmm. and so uh, it's fairly exciting to work on as a thing um it eventually turns into a lot of like prioritization and scheduling and job queuing and stuff like that like or do I use Kafka? Is there like some event stream stuff that I can do to actually feed these things into a system that's like constantly churning and not burning through HTTP requests, adding extra delay? Like, that's what I was thinking of, dude. It's Kafka. So there's there it is. There's that's that's what I've been thinking about. So not a lot of programming. As oh wait, there was one thing that I think came up. Did did I talk about my the mentorship program I'm doing at work? Yes, I did. Well, I. You talk to with it to me. I have about a mentee. Um, yeah. as so, so I'm a mentor. And did I don't know if I talked about this in the previous episode. Yeah, I don't think you talked about like the mentee, but you talked about the program. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So anywho, uh I'm I have a mentee and he uh is a dev. He has like two or three years of experience, something like that. And he came thankfully with some good goals like for himself, but some of the things he needs to like work on. And one of them was so funny because I didn't even think about it as being something people have to work on because I'm a naturally adversarial sort of person. Uh right. Uh is uh, like I like to argue for the sake of finding the best outcome for things and but he came to me with this like i want to be better at defending myself in peer review and or like sticking up for myself and not just rolling over when somebody is giving me feedback on something even if i don't disagree and i was like okay cool yeah i mean i can I can help you try to do that or whatever. And so the last time he and I met, we sort of sat down and we went through a pull request that he had had and looked at the feedback that was getting. And he's like, what would you do in these situations? And I just kind of walked through like, 
the tactical steps that I sort of subconsciously apply when I'm going through and reviewing PRs or um, responding to feedback. And it was like a pretty insightful thing. But then I was also like, oh, wow, this is he was like, by the time it was done, he was going like, wow, this was so helpful. And so I took it to my team and I was like, hey, I just had a cool experience pairing on something I never thought that I would ever need to pair for. And like literally every junior dev on my team was like, I need this as a thing. So I think I might have a, uh, I don't know if it's like a lunch and learn sort of topic or whatever, but like how to stand up for yourself and PR review is like a funny one because everybody that has less experience or seniority or hasn't been doing it that long or just naturally isn't confrontational. I didn't realize how stressful PR reviews are for them and how they feel like they just get bulldozed by people telling them to do things when sometimes I'm like, no, I would just like, I was telling them, I'm like, oh no, this is not actionable feedback. I would just ignore this because they're telling you like, oh, you did it a like way a, you could have done it way B. They're literally the same. Like they, they have the exact same performance characteristics. The your way doesn't violate the style guide. You can just choose to ignore this dude. And, uh, turns out people don't think about it like that. They're like, Oh, I can, it's a senior dev. I could not ignore said senior dev sort of thing. And it, was, <laughs> it was very interesting yeah. to me. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, I can definitely see that, especially on like, like new people coming into the organization. Mm hmm. Just because you don't know the culture, you don't know what people normally do. Yeah. Um, and people are probably afraid to ruffle feathers at first. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I tried to explain like we have a core value that is like, you know, I, I don't remember exactly what it is, but the synopsis of it is basically like agree to disagree and move forward. Right. Mm -hmm. At a point, like if you guys can't come to a conclusion that is like consensus, mm -hmm. then just you know, pick one, go, whatever. Yep. Stay like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it my way. Peace out and yep. and do it. And like, you're out to do that. And so yep. that, and is, you own that. Like, yeah. yeah. So it was, it was very interesting too. Plus I have a lot of, um, like more junior devs who are women on my team and they just deal with more issues with this kind of stuff because yeah. it's, yeah, it's just a different thing. Like, having a constant fear in the back of your head that like I'm a diversity hire is something that is very real for people on my team. And I'm like, yeah. that sucks. Like I need to put time into like reinforcing, like that's not why you're here. You're here because you're capable, mm -hmm. right? Like that's the whole thing. And like, this is more in the, like more and more, I feel like my job is actually to build confidence in other developers than it is for me to actually program stuff on my own. It's like, yeah, I, I mean, can teach them stuff, build up confidence and keep people moving in the right direction. I mean, yeah, that's part of being like, um, you know, a senior staff dev or whatever, like you want to create more of yourselves. So, mm -hmm. and confidence is a big, a big yeah. part of that because always doubting yourself is not really productive. So, nope. Yeah, cool, so there man. You go. I didn't do anything, and yet I talked for twenty minutes. So yeah, as you do, I, yeah. as I talker. do, big old windbag. Win. Oh yeah, cool. So any other any plans? You're just um, gonna build stuff in Canada. I'm probably just gonna build stuff in Canada. Yeah, yeah. that's that's probably my plan. I have some okay. stuff I want to like ship out this week, um, but yeah, nothing, nothing in particular. I do. 
uh, I watched the Unreal Engine 5.2 tech demo from a few days ago, and I go, God, mm. dude, game devs get to go do so much cool stuff. Like, I would, yeah, love to do. Play, I would love to play with this tech, like, but I don't want to be a game dev. So no. there's that. That's <laughs> no. the worst industry ever. Yeah. <clears throat> like, it's amazing what Unreal Engine can do that. So that was something I was like, do I want to play with this? And I'm like, let's be real, Keith. You're not going to freaking play with that. You're not. Let's, I'm just going to call it what it is. I started working out again. Like, that's I cool. I was peak fat, you know, like over here, like way more than I've ever weighed. Kendra gets on my case because I snore while I'm sleeping because I'm fat and like mm -hmm. we got we got problems here. So I'm like, OK, I got to get in better shape. So I looked at work. I was like, you know, set a reminder for myself while I was in Florida, like check my work benefits to see if I can get a personal trainer. <laughs> nice. And the spoiler, I can't. But we do have like a thing that's kind of like really? a. We have, I can't get like an actual personal trainer, but we have access to this thing called lift session, um, which is like a, a thing that you can like put in your, you know, they can get your baseline physical fitness kind of level. You can tell them what your goals are for things. And then it can like recommend and schedule like exercise or workouts for you. And you can join like classes or whatever uh, that are set for a specific time. Like I could join a yoga class. It's like 3 PM or whatever. And so that's all free to me. So I realized I found that and I'm like started messing with that stuff. But I'm like, I should probably do that rather than looking at weird text stuff that I'm never actually going to use because <laughs> I will be a much better programmer if I'm just in better health. Yeah. Um, you listen to uh smart less by chance. No. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. This is the second podcast I asked if you listen to. Um, anyway, it's like um, Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, Sean, I don't know his last name, Sean from uh, Will and Grace. Anyway, these three, like, they have celebrities on. Okay. But they had uh, John Favreau on, you know, Iron Man 1, dude, Mr. Mm -hmm. Iron Man. Also directed Elf, which I never knew. Um <clears throat> But he was Big talking part. about tech that they developed um, to for this new movie um, and for like Star Wars and stuff. And it basically is like a green screen, but everybody on set um, can see the environment. And then the, you could also go into virtual reality and see the environment in that way. And they nice. developed this tech, but it was with like uh, it was with like ILM and Unreal. And he's like just talking about how it's basically just uh, a video game engine mm -hmm. that they can act in. And yeah, so Unreal like Engine makes... can do photorealistic stuff now. So it's like being used for a lot of movie yeah. stuff, which is cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like the actors can like, you know, they don't just see a giant green screen. They can mm -hmm. see like the environment. And so I thought that was pretty sweet. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's cool, man. Work out. I have um, I injured my elbow like, well. Before that, I haven't worked out since like, I think October of last year. Mm -hmm. And then I was trying to practice wheelies. Um, <laughs> and I think I tore something in my Yikes. freaking elbow. Cause like, I can't even like pick up my iPad. Oh man. Yeah. I can't even pick up my iPad. Like it, I did something anyway, I'd see the doctor on Friday, but that sucks. I, I also want to get back to working out and I really can't right now. I was also asked to play uh, some paintball and I can't do that either right oh, now. Oh no, because so. you can't lift your gun. Can't lift my gun. That sucks. My marker, sorry. Marker, um, sorry. Yeah. Uh, what did I do? What did I do? 
Nobody cares, really. People still listen. Dude, I to care. This? People, people still uh, okay. listen. Yeah, um, I didn't really do much on Tetsu um, because I, I don't know if I talked about my new client, but I started a new client a couple weeks ago. Uh, you didn't and... talk about, but I tried to pair with you on moving things forward with the said client. I think, right? Is it that client or a different client? Different client. Oh, okay. All the new clients. You were trying to get like a Kafka Docker setup sort of thing going. Oh, that was a new client. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I'm not doing Docker. That was horrible. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, I've been mostly focused on their, their work, you know, new clients. Just spend a lot of time, mm-hmm. you know, catching up and stuff. So, uh, but that's kind of dying down. And then the other thing I was working on was uh, the Kyber mm-hmm. acquisition. Um and I've been going back and forth, uh, mostly because I started thinking about like different scenarios and like the whole like revenue versus profit thing. So like an example was Kyber went down last week, um, last week on Monday because um, Heroku just decided to upgrade to Redis, their Redis instance, and we needed some SSL things that we didn't specify. So everything broke, right? Okay. Um, but it took a while for me to figure that out. And it, like, it screwed up a lot of, it screwed up my Monday, right? Because mm-hmm. I wasn't planning on working on that. So I was like, oh, this is going to be a hassle. And I was like, all right, well, what if I hire a support person? Which I'm not going to hire a support person right away. But I was like, all right, what, what if I hire a support person later so that I can maybe, you know, concentrate on working on the developing features or whatever. And uh, so that got me down the road while I was like, all right, well, if I hire a support person for $2,000 a month, let's say, mm-hmm. or whatever, like, I'm like already in the red, right? So, yep. you know, because I'm the one paying paying for everything. So we were talking back and forth about that. And at the end, I'm just, I was just like, you know what? <laughs> They're like basically giving me a business mm-hmm. and whatever revenue I can generate from that, I'm going to just do that. And I, <clears throat> I would rather have the freedom of like, you know, not having to go to somebody and say, Hey, I want to hire a support person. And I'm saying, well, what do you mean a support person? That cuts you into know? our profits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of like the idea of, um, of me kind of just taking on all the costs. Um, cause honestly, I don't think there's going to be a lot of costs. Um, I mean, that's my first, my first job is going to be cut, cutting down those costs. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, uh, we're going to go forward with it. They're going to come up with like a real contract. Um, the other thing I'm going to try to do is have a more aggressive, like revenue share in the beginning, a little more aggressive so that it ramps up to, you know, whatever, 45% or whatever quickly. And then it goes from there kind of slower gotcha so um and then the other thing i did was i for kyber i um researched uh putting it on fly.io and on render Mm -hmm. dude what a pain in the ass man just moving two different passes yeah just like people like it's heroku man is still like the king of like just giving them, giving them your app and it just, everything works. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, 
So there was like a lot of things I had to do to get it to work on Fly. And I still couldn't get it to work on Fly because Fly's Redis, um, which is managed by Upstash, they're, uh, they have a limit on the size of entries into their Redis. Oh, okay. So like you put like and huge we, keys into Redis or something? Yeah, we have this thing where we put like this. Actually, we didn't even care what the key size was, right? So I can actually fix that, but I don't want to fix it right now. So uh-huh. I paused that and I moved to uh, render. Um, and I'm in the middle of doing something with render. It's something weird. They're not getting my environment variables. So anyway. So I'm experimenting with those because those are going to be cheaper options than Heroku. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's also like a few processes that can be taken out and moved into Redis or Sidekick um, that are just basically like just these processes that just check the database if something exists. And if nothing exists, it just waits and, you know. So it's something that can be scheduled and anyway. So those things can be moved and that'll reduce the cost. Um, so I'm just kind of working on those things, uh, to get the cost down for Kyber. Well, didn't you say like your cost is like 5k or something? Uh, costs right are like 3k. Oh, okay. Like 25 to like 2,500 is like our Heroku cost. Yeah. Rough. Yeah. Did you look at trying to go a different route, like going cloud or whatever, not platform as a service, or are you just like, I because you're a one man shop, like platforms just easier. Like it's just better yeah. for that. I, I will eventually <laughs> go that route, like just straight to AWS or something. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, exactly. Like I'm a one man person with yep. another app and yeah, you've just you got know, too much stuff going on to be able to be like, stuff, okay, right. I'm going to have my bespoke infrastructure that's perfect for my thing and it's cheaper, but it's like, it takes more to get off the ground. Yeah. I actually thought of you. I was like, man, maybe I can just pay Keith to like, he loves this. Infrastructure I do like this shit. stuff. Isn't it funny to think about how much yeah. I like enjoy like, Ooh, I'm gonna have this, my little, yeah, my little, like I can spin this up in any environment sort of stuff. I, I don't know what, it, I mean, it's probably because I worked at Linux Academy uh, for so long. And even that, like, it, you did I a lot of this a, stuff at Square Mouth though, too. Smash I, Mouth. Yeah. I mean, I did a lot of Docker stuff when I worked at Smash Mouth. Um, like I thought Docker was really cool. And so, yeah, I dug into it quite a bit and then mm-hmm. Kubernetes Docker is cool. Kubernetes is what created, I mean, made Coder Journey uh, some sort of mm. s- success that then turned into me getting hired from Linux Academy in a cloud guru, Pluralsight, et cetera. Mm. And um, yeah, so I think it was just because I worked like for four years at a company that was entirely focused on teaching people cloud stuff or like ops stuff, not actually development stuff, even though that's what I taught. Like I was just around all the other stuff all the time. And I was like, yeah, I like this, this stuff. And yeah. Plus I was just like, anytime I wanted to spin stuff up, I would look at Heroku and I'd be like the zero to one is like, Oh cool. This is so easy. You, you get it there. But then I'm like, good God, I could do this for an eighth the cost. If I just spun this up on an Ubuntu box somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm so, being a cheap yeah, I'm, I'm really probably like going to go with a structure life. Yeah. My first step is going to go, yeah, with a cheaper pass and then, um, yeah, look into like, like Maersk and sh- stuff that just came out. So, 
Um, yeah, I'm going to continue doing more of that shit. Um, nice. But yeah, that's um, pretty much all I did. Um, I did a little work on Tatsu, some of the home app home stuff. Um, so the next thing I'm going to work on um, with Tatsu is I have like um, a list of like the remaining things that are left. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I'm going to uh, go through that list and kind of come up with an idea of when this is thing is going to launch and then put some more marketing efforts behind some things. Um, yeah, still working on getting the blog on on Tatsu, um, writing a blog post about meetings versus discussions. Um, so those are that's another thing I'm going to work on over the next couple of weeks. And then I have vacation. So the productivity killer that it is. Yeah. Then then boost, right? Coming yeah. back from vacation, I feel like is always a big boon. Boon to productivity. Yeah. After a few days of learning how to program again. <laughs> Yeah. Well, nice. Yeah, so, sounds good. I'm, I'm, yeah, very interested in all the all the stuff you're working on right now. Like, it's just you have so much. You have you wear a lot of hats right now, dude. Right. I went from like you know a chill client, like working on tattoo most of the time, to like I don't know why I do this. Like I'm, I'm like, all right, I'm like working on exactly what I want to work on. Um, and I'm like, oh yeah, this new client sounds cool. And then, oh yeah, I'll do this. Uh, now I also have to do a workshop and so I got to work on a workshop. And yeah. Like, I mean, that's your ticket to I... Europe right there. So I know that's I know. a fun one. Yeah. That's the only reason. So yeah, you, uh, you just, you like to keep yourself busy. That's what it seems I like. Do. There's a certain amount of, uh, security that comes around clients, right? Being as you've been a consultant oh, yeah. forever, right? Like being like, Oh, look at that guaranteed money over there. Yep. Like that, yep. <laughs> that, yep. I mean. that, look how much money I can make in two weeks. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, that is one the reason I did it is like, all right, let me, uh, fill up the coffers for a little bit. And yep. then, uh, yeah. So it's yeah, temporary. I get it. Makes sense. Hopefully this is my last client, man. Hopefully. That'd be cool. We'll see. I want to see Kyber yeah. take off. Yeah. All right, brother. All right, man. Well, I will talk I'll to you in a couple weeks after and, your vacation. Yeah. And after you're in Canada. Yep. Later, dude. All right. Bye. <laughs>